Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 162, episode 3 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Wednesday, December 2nd, 2020, 49 days until January 20th. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka F Zero Brian, and I'm thrilled to be joined as always. By my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. It's Mr. Miles Gray. And guess what, folks? He does not have an AKA today. So he's just going to be your boy, Kusama. I'm looking at the Discord. Some of these are so good. I'm not lying to y'all and Zyke Gang. I have to like rehearse them to do them the justice of the time y'all clearly put into the lyrics. So I mm-hmm. will be back with a fire AKA. Best believe it. But thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, Miles, thrilled to have you. Thanks so uh, and much. We for are thrilled me, to be joined in <laughs> our third seat by one of the very faces on Mount Zeitmore. He is the hilarious, the talented Billy Wayne Davis. Hey, hey, hey. Air horns, air horns, air horns, air, air horns. Air horns, air horns. Air horns. What's good, man? Say three times, you guys. Yeah. Better to just go. Bow, bow, bow. You, you and I are both. I think everything's a good, right? Better. Everything's. Hmm? Better, yeah, it's better. Somewhat, this it feels like clear. a moment. It feels like you when your team gets momentum. Yeah, in the game. Mm. Uh, although right. the uh, analysts will tell us that there is no such thing as momentum, and that is just a narrative device we've created as sports fans. Uh, uh, like love I languages, I played <laughs> sports, and it exists. Absolutely, to yeah. be in the zone. Wait, you're, people like, say moment in game momentum isn't real. Yeah, that's what like sabermetrics people say. Like when they look at uh, teams when they're going on a run, they're like, actually, uh, that's just like uh, oh, they're just saying like that's like a, a con <laughs> a concentration of results occurring yeah. like at once. Okay, it's like flipping sure. a coin and it turning up heads ten times in a row. You're like, wow, heads really has momentum, but it's actually just a. But I, I just. Having a very limited experience with sports, and Bill, you definitely have more than me, but like there are times when the hoop seems like enormous and you like can't miss. And then it's... there are times when uh, you can't hit the broad side of a barn. Yeah. As it's yeah. why the it's why con men can can have a career. It's because <laughs> right. you can Confidence. sway fucking people's emotions and that and it and like if you don't think like a a large group of people all cheering for one thing to happen can't steer that consciously in a mode yeah you're right yeah. yeah and nerds are gonna be like well actually it's just numbers and i've never right. played sports before or ever experienced that so i'm gonna i'm gonna it's explain just, it yeah. by numbers and you're like you go fuck yourself it seems just like an aggressive right. way to like explain something away that you could just be like, sure, like to be unequivocal, like you could be like, yeah, momentum or whatever, but to be like, it's not momentum is a little like, yo, relax, okay? Right. Because I've seen, yeah, yes, like to Billy's point, whether it's people cheering for you or shit cheering against you, mm-hmm. those are fucking motivations for people to just go out of body. And I don't think some of these great athletes, like Michael Jordan's not going to be like, no, man, it was just a concentration of, uh, you know, <laughs> right. fair results for me. Uh, Every shot was had a 55% chance of going in because that's what I shoot. Statistically, uh, and that's just how great, great concentration of results in that moment. No, this motherfucker <laughs> is out here being like, right. oh, I took that shit personally. Yeah. And, and then uh, yeah, under- Michael Jordan's like, yeah, the valet was wearing a Cavs hat. And he <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> didn't make eye contact with me long enough. And that's all I needed. And right. I needed. And that's that was all I needed. needed. 
I don't like when he says that. <laughs> right. It's the whole reason we play games. Yeah. It's that little thing that even if you want to break it down even further to that God particle that they always talk about mm-hmm. in science. That we it's spent that all that little, money on, on that particle accelerator. It's that little thing that we're still like, ah, that part, ah, I don't fucking know about that part. Right. Yeah. Like, that's what we're talking about when we talk about those little moments and yeah. why some people react to certain well, moments and some don't. And like, Or it's even, a, like, whether it's them being like, well, you know, they got good results statistically, there's momentum the other way, too, as, like, on, on if you're defending... You know, if you're in a sport where you're in a defensive posture or whatever, you completely fuck up. And yeah, it seems like they're doing better because your your defense is shit too. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, what the? F- I don't know. Whatever. I'm getting too hopped up on my own emotions because Arsenal is doing terribly, but at least the Lakers are looking strong as fuck enough. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they did. Well, like lose I didn't the... like Kobe Bryant, and until recently, and I really looked at his career because the media gave us no choice. Uh, but i also realized like oh he wanted me to not like him and that makes me like him now because i was like that's he's like that was his thing and then you just notice he's just like killing teams left and right and you're like that's pretty fucking cool he was just not on my team so fuck that guy but now uh, i get it he was so committed to killing teams that even at the end of his career he was killing the lakers uh well yeah, a member fine. of their team wow i mean they shouldn't have asked that that's <laughs> that's a tough one of what do, what did what do we what should we have done with kobe bryant but that's sorry, a whole lakers fans sorry sophie uh all right let's tell the listeners a couple I'm a blazers of fan i don't about. know what you're talking about we're just up there <laughs> having fun yeah yeah love of the game but that that was one of the last times that it seemed like somebody was just in the zone uh to a degree that almost seemed superhuman was dame lillard when he was knocking down shots from like half court um that was unbelievable uh all right we're going to talk about trump pardoning himself others uh we're going to talk about the swamp because biden is putting together his cabinet and yeah there's gonna be here comes the swamp I was listening to that album this weekend. That was a great album, Abbey Road. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of these people, the Beatles, but I keep referencing nah. them. People need to check My them out. My math teacher liked them, though. Uh, we're going to talk about Joe DeGeneva, uh, who is suggesting that um, the former election security head who went on 60 Minutes over the weekend be uh, killed. Uh, hmm. So that's that's sign so of a that'll thriving democracy. Something. Yeah. So- there's not a lot of wiggle room when you just come out. And- <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, now, what did you what did you mean by kill? And you're like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, t- <laughs> we'll talk uh, about Christy Nome's performance uh, when it comes to COVID. We'll talk about Gordon Ramsay. We'll talk about Jake Paul. Uh, and oh man, uh, I hope we don't get to those last two. I hope we don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're well. We'll get there. Uh, all of that, plenty more. But first, uh, Billy, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Mattresses. I've been looking up, trying to find the best deal for a mattress. Mm. Also, I don't think mm. Black Friday is a good time or Cyber Monday is a good time to buy anything because I don't know what anything ever cost. <laughs> right. There's no baseline for prices. So, and then they're just saying, like, this is 100% off. And you're like, maybe. I don't know. Where did it start from? It's still $45. <laughs> right. 
It, yeah. That and like, I don't know when, if they're, if one's better than the other, like it's all blending together. It's really strange because even throughout the pandemic, like the lockdown, so many of these like outlets or shopping places have had all kinds of ridiculous sales to offset the lack of like foot traffic into their physical stores. So it's like, I've complete, like, I felt like there were always deals on shit because of the lockdown that, yeah, it, like the Cyber Monday thing was almost moot to me i was like i don't even i don't know like i feel like nothing looks cheaper than it ever has i feel like it's everything's looked cheap somewhat yeah, yeah like i don't 40 80 inch tv yeah they they have hyperinflation well, sundays too. where they where they uh triple the price and then it always looks like a deal on monday right yeah and then all the cheap tvs if you look they have a listening device in them and you're like well that's why they're cheap yeah, uh, <laughs> you're the product. That makes me angry. Uh, that's just the new club card, is what that is. Right. Uh, but I think Let the mattress thing is frustrating because it's like some of them are really expensive and some of them aren't. And I don't yeah. know why they're different. And you can't tell. And then I mentioned it online and, you know, people are like, hey, this one or this one. And then people are like, hey, don't get the ones that come rolled up because then something happens. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, nothing is clear anymore. Pops out of the box and scares you. Well, yeah, it's just exactly. like, yeah, you be on a Tuesday, they get a little lower than then on a Wednesday, and you're like, man, I don't, <laughs> and don't get them wet. Do not get them wet. Yeah, especially These not after we'll get them Yeah, they will, yeah. don't feed it either. Yeah. Yeah, the, it I is mean, that. I think it's is, just a thing where I shouldn't. I should ask specific questions instead of vague questions because people do answer. They take it personal too, like, well, don't get one from Serta because your girlfriend will break up with you. And you're like, that's not why <laughs> she broke up with you know. That's <laughs> yeah. just like, I think you're putting right. two events that happened on one day that have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. Look at Poonhound six nine X four twenty. I don't think that was the issue. Uh what is something you think is underrated, Billy? Uh taking an ale. I think that's taking underrated. An Okay. I love every time, Billy, it's always some version of this. I love it because it's <laughs> it's such a point that always has to be driven home of you can be wrong, you know? Yeah. It's okay yeah. to be wrong. And also, yeah, in this one, you gotta take L's too, baby. Just simple God. wisdom. Just take it. Just it who, who, you. who inspired this take? You seeing something? You feeling something? No, I think it's well, I mean <laughs> There's an overall theme for sure where some people aren't taking some L's like they sure, sure. But I just think overall it's a weird quirk that some people have where it's like, yo, you're going to learn more if you accept that you've lost this and you'll probably win more if you accept this later. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a weird tick that I a... see where you're just like, you're going to have to be like, like I'm, I remember playing. I think the metaphor of sports too was like I wouldn't. My dad always drove home. Like you don't stop playing until it's done, even if you know you've lost, because you don't know what you're gonna. You know, you're not. You yeah. don't go out and do dumb shit, but you still keep, compete because you're still gonna learn stuff. Yeah, and you might get a concentration of favorable results, statistically speaking, in <laughs> exactly. the fourth quarter. You yeah. never know. <laughs> or yeah, or somebody's watching, you know, or somebody's watching you from another level, and they're like, that kid didn't right. quit. It's just those little things where you're just like, I think, you know, in my 20s, I fought a lot of conventional wisdom and stuff that had been, thank God, just hammered into me. 
over my youth that in my 30s that acceptance came back out right which i'm which i'm glad was in there to begin with yeah because it wasn't such a journey to get there (laughs) it's funny too like with people who you know have personalities where they just cannot admit like a deficiency within themselves like their ego just does not allow that to be a reality in which they will either humble themselves before someone else who has given them a counterpoint that is correct or whatever like yeah you also see people also engage in activities where there is mistake based knowledge being like derived you know like i you know people who play video games you can't beat a certain level you don't just be like well fuck this like it's done you're gonna lose and then you're like okay fuck so i need to go duck over here next time because of that and then i'll pop up clap them over there throw a grenade you start putting shit together but if you're denying yourself that information you are going to just continue it that's why it's like just see the lot like fundamentally the 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 loss has all of the wisdom that you need contained within every, it. Every bit that you're looking for, you yeah. just walked Truly. away from. Yeah. yeah. I'm not good at this. You're like, no, you're not, but you could be. You're also not good at being patient with yourself, too. It's very clear. Like, there's, and I think that's the other thing, too. Like, I've learned a lot from accepting when I'm wrong, when I've been like, I'm acting in, like there's a deficiency and maybe some, well, some of my like patterns of behavior and things like that having that time to even just look at it and go fuck i can change that also helps me like accept myself much easier as a human being like uh, when you're in a state where yeah. you're like fuck that i don't make mistakes whatever you will also have a very hard time accepting yourself because you're too caught up in this idea of perfection whatever just fucking take the l's baby and just love love just love take yourself em. take them i bet nate robinson's taking he seems like he's taking an l pretty yeah. good right now yeah yeah, yeah, and he, he's and he's and he'll probably be like, you know what? What did I learn there? I'm 35. I don't need to be fighting 23 year olds who are just maniacally lifting weights all day and like only like on their vision board have pictures of them tearing my head off. And I probably don't need to prove myself like that anymore. Yeah. Also, also Jake Paul was a D1 wrestler. Was something I just learned. So. Yes. Hell yeah. And also, yeah. because you play basketball doesn't mean you can take a fucking punch. Those are right. two different things. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, one of But he's got that Bentley logo on his throat. It does not matter. Uh all right. Well that is that I'm is a that is cancel that's like having then. that's like having soft hands or a good arm. <laughs> right. That is something you're born with where if you have a jaw like that that's <laughs> you can take yeah. a punch or you can't, and he didn't have a he had a glass jaw, and I feel like someone in his corner probably noticed that. And still let him do that. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a check. Yeah. That was my first thought was like someone knew that he, uh-oh. People are talking about like Jake Paul doing another fight. I think this should be Nate Robinson's new lane is just getting knocked out by different <laughs> like celebrities. <Homer>? Like Homer? <laughs> 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 Uh, Who next? Sean Spicer knocks yeah, him out. Yeah, just getting just no, destroyed I, by. I want him uh, to knock Sean. the I most hateful humans. UFC fighter that wants to fight Jake Paul. Oh yeah, we'll get to that. Mm. I do think yeah, it's like this weird version of meet me at the ballpark after school. Yeah, yeah. where they've monetized yeah. this weird celebrities being like, "I'll fight you," and you're like, "What is yeah. happening?" Yeah. It is slowly becoming like the claymation show celebrity death match. 
from like the early aughts on MTV. Oh that God, was like, you're so it's like, right. yeah, right. Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson. Like that sounds like a sketch. <laughs> like right. what the fuck is this? And it's just people. It, it's our entire culture becoming middle school again, where it's just fight, fight, like you said, Billy Wayne. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, Snoop Dogg's there, and I would go to an after-school fight if Snoop Dogg's rapping. I would be like, I'm yeah, going yeah. to go see Kevin and Steve knock each other out. It's going to be great. Our inability to figure out like what skills translate between things is one of my favorite like topics to think about because nobody like really studies that but like the fact that if we had known that jake paul was a d1 combat sport like athlete and he was fighting somebody who was a basketball player and a football player like yeah those one of those skills translates to to fighting and the other does not or you know i always talk about the directors the actors who make better directors are always like the just like handsome guys who figured out how to be movie stars as opposed to like the real actorly actors like john torturo or whatever it's always like the dudes who just like know how to appear in a shot um is the thing that translates i don't know Man, but, taking shots at torturo's directing huh <laughs> or or Robert De Niro or you know, yeah, yeah yeah I think De Niro's movie uh, that he directed was like people were like this is really boring because it, like he's counting on the people to be able to like do more with their performances than maybe yeah he's like have. all right now be me now, yes. <laughs> yeah now what? do unincredible performance that's gonna... I don't know that's what Marty Scorsese used to say to me so I don't know why this isn't working <laughs> that's yeah. like. They talked about Ted Williams tried to used to, used to teach people how to hit, and he would just say the craziest shit you've ever heard because he was the best right. hitter that ever lived. And yeah. like, people would be like, I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you got to put a little pine tar at the yeah. top of your butt crack. Well, just no, he would say stuff you like, you see the, the batter's box. Well, you can see the stitches when the ball's coming at you. Right. Just crazy because his hand-eye coordination was unbelievable. So people right. just be like, what the fuck is like, he talking That doesn't about? apply to me. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> and I had a hidden okay. coach. He wrote a book, and I'm, <clears throat> one of our right. hidden coaches was like, keep in mind, that dude could do a lot of stuff that most humans couldn't. So right. keep that in mind when you read that book. And Actually, I, was like, I don't okay, even know why I recommended you, this. Chapter four makes no <laughs> yeah. sense at all. Chapter four, four is called Ted Time. It says when the when the balls are released from the pitcher's hand, enter Ted Time so you can then gain control of space and time. I don't I don't know how to do this, Coach. Keep yeah, swinging them, yeah. Billy. Keep swinging them. Keep swinging them, man. Got a bad, chapter five bad, talks about being the best fighter pilot. What is this? <laughs> Uh, fighter pilot, being a fighter pilot, uh, at the top of your class in a war is a good practice for uh, right. your hand eye coordination. So, and that, that guy's out. a good pilot, yeah. That's Ted Williams. What, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. also try and get some Germans. BP in on the moon. You know, the different <laughs> levels of gravity will really help your game when people are throwing off speed pitches at you. It's funny, way I uh, the book my kids are obsessed with right now is I Am Neil Armstrong, and it's the story of like Neil Armstrong, but it literally hammers home the points that we're talking about, like uh, being willing to take an L, like f failing over and over again, and then like weird ways that like people underrate the fact that like he was like a great engineer and like had to engineer all this shit like on the fly, uh, anyways. Uh, so check out like that he's book. kind of bitter about that shit too he's like yeah I went to the moon but you know like I had to MacGyver a bunch of shit right. before yeah. there was a MacGyver so yeah yeah 
And you're like, everyone's like, hey, Neil, this kid's book. Just <laughs> no, man, call it Neil Armstrong, the fucking NASA maintenance guy who had to figure <laughs> it out before all of his fucking buddies died up there in the like, cold Neil. vacuum of space. I don't know, man. Fuck. There Neil. is a page that Shield. is like <laughs> is about the memorial to all the people who died in the space race, and I'm, my son's always like, "What? What is that page? Why is that? Why are it, like I I skip that part a little bit because right, right. Uh, he's obsessed with death. Like any idea of death that like. Like there's a Mr. Rogers book where like the fish is floating upside down and he just like clings to that and like rereads that page over and over <laughs> again. Uh, Cause yeah, he, he's very, he just asked Isn't... me the other day how dinosaurs, uh, why dinosaurs aren't here anymore. Yeah. He's really, and why can't uh, they come back? Like, well, yeah. the Republicans. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> he's like, let's uh, talk about Ronald Reagan real quick. <laughs> Billy Wayne, what is something you think is overrated? Man, it seems trite, but, Reality television seems overrated. <sighs> I know. <laughs> okay. Miles, I see Go the on. floor. No, I know. I know who no, I, I said don't care. It to. It's, it's I people's know. opinion. I don't. If I gave a fuck, if I gave a fuck about what other people thought, I wouldn't be me. Uh, but no, go. I think it is in in, in many aspects. But I I'm, think for me, it's overrated because it's not peaceful to me. That's when something I've it. noticed. I've found myself turning off certain shows because the conflict is so intense that I'm not. It, you, sometimes there's like, oh, this is a dumpster fire I can revel in. Other <laughs> yes, times I'm yeah. like, no, I, under- this is I like understand just- that some of it you're like, this, <laughs> yeah. this is slow motion and amazing. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm loving it. Other ones are just like people <sighs> screaming and shouting at each other for no reason. And I'm like, uh, look, I can, like, I have repressed memories from childhood I can revisit if I want to, like, hear <laughs> like wild ass screaming competitions. But like, yeah, there are moments where I've found like this is kind of fucking my energy up. Like it's raising my blood pressure. Yeah. It's just like I, I'll turn certain things off and like I'm just like, I can't. It's not good right now. It's not What'd funny. you watch? Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? No, that one actually, whew, that's that's good. <laughs> that that one, one's great. Love it. Those are your, it those is, are my vegetables. That one's something yeah, my wife turned that one on a couple weeks ago and I was like I just can't do, and then the first lady talks, and I was like, "Huh, okay, huh, I'm gonna." All right, as just this a, out. <laughs> as someone that enjoys sociology, psychology, and whatever's wrong with these people. <laughs> that was my first way of rationalizing. I was watching uh, reality TV to like my other friends in college when I was like, "It's actually like a really good case study on like human behavior," <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like, "Look, bro, I don't care if it's." heavily produced like half my friends are shooting this shit and i know like how bunk it is but i just love the fucking messes man i don't know the bachelorette is that one's i can get into that sometimes because of the weird psychological shit they're doing to them (laughs) right right well because that's more of like a game show than like uh like a sort of interactions of like real couples it's like it's sadistic yeah Yeah, I think you need to embrace the fact that you're a reality show. You can't like try and just like pretend there's not a camera there and that like this is just how these people behave. Like that's what The Bachelorette <laughs> and Bachelor is like specifically like a setup where things are being set up for them and like that's embraced whereas anything, I don't know. Well, they're being manipulated too right. by like like by- openly sleep deprivation and alcohol right. and 
The alcohol, mm-hmm. I think, is the most underrated thing. I have a, a friend of mine, if y'all remember, the Fifth Wheel and Eliminate uh, from yeah. back in the day. He used to shoot Eliminate. those. Yeah, Eliminate, which, <laughs> my God, I was watching on YouTube old clips of that. The banter on those dates is so fucked up and toxic from, like, 2000, even, like, four, two. Like, where there was, like, a... You know, eliminate is like a a man or a woman. There's like quarters, court people trying to court them, and they have to slowly eliminate them, and they end up with one single person. But when it's a woman is the focal point, and it's dudes, they just end up like piling on each other and being so toxic. And one, this woman was like, "I just read this article that like, like men like can start drinking like women's drinks or like girly drinks. Like, what do you guys think? Like, would you ever drink like a girly drink at a bar?" And the conversation was like, "This is so twenty years ago. Like, it's right. so fucking amazing." Anyway. All that to say is alcohol is co- like from before the camera even starts rolling, the producers are like, what do you need, man? What you want? Your red cup is empty. What do you need? What do you want? What do you, what, how, how quickly, how cold, how much? Um, yeah. So they got to, they got to grease the wheels for And our, then they keep them and then they drink and then they take it away. So they come down, but they're still <laughs> filming. And then they right. get, and instead of going to bed, like you're supposed to do when you pour poison in your mouth all night, you're not supposed to keep going the next day and then you have to make uh, you're also having to make these competitive decisions <laughs> and i think that's that one's <laughs> that one's not overrated to me i think the ones where they yell and the like you said the conflict ones where they've just right. amped it up to where you're like i don't these are two animals in a cage that shouldn't be in a cage <laughs> right, together right I don't like this. <laughs> like yeah. I, the back of my neck is is activated. Like that. Like the, my alien brain is like, you gotta get out of here. This is <laughs> yeah, bad. We don't like this planet. Yeah. All reality TV is secretly a competition show called America's Most Charismatic and Energetic Alcoholic. Uh, well, that is my favorite part of The Bachelor. <laughs> right. Is when they put all those dudes. Yeah. That have the 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 angles for faces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Those like cinder in block jawlines. Well, and they're all from like Lincoln, Nebraska and Pierre, South Dakota. And it's like the only angled dude there. And then they're all in the same room for the first time with a bunch of dudes that look like them. And they're like, well, my move is usually just stand here. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they're all looking around like, that's my move too. So we're going to have to do. St-. And you're like, yeah, do stuff, do stuff, give them booze. Then they're going, no, like, I, I, I can't eat. just. Stand I here. Can, it, th- there's other I, no, mom. I there's three other Jakes here. I, it's <laughs> I not even that my, I'm the only Jake. Fuck. I can literally. Their name is Jake. <laughs> my middle uh, name's Kyle. Is that different <laughs> enough? Well, that'll actually confuse people between Kyle T and Kyle F. That are our other contestants. So you can right. either be Jake Z or Kyle Three. <laughs> I'm Jake. I'm Jake Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> the power of both. I'm an uh, entrepreneur. Unprecedented. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about Trump, I guess. And we're back. Yeah, let, let's actually kick it off with uh, what what's happening in the Biden administration uh, since okay. we've kind of... <laughs> Let's kick it off, huh? Let's just uh, take a get in a hop in the fan boat real quick, and let's go down to the swamp, down yeah, the yeah, 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 baby. I was like, um, can we get can we get some food first if we're going to Louisiana? Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> let's go to Parkway and get a couple po' boys real quick. Yeah, and then we'll get the, go down to Buskios. And I think 
if we're going into that swamp, we need to get a god like <laughs> someone Manafort get- or somebody that knows what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, right. Now we'll just kind of we'll just fuck around and find out. So Biden, I mean, the the conversation uh, when the Democratic Party was trying to get people on board with the Biden ticket was that, you know, he is going to be the most progressive uh, president and, you know, he has the most progressive platform and his cabinet. He's going to bring in Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, and uh, it's just going to be a coalition of all the people the Democrats give a shit about. Um, and now it seems like Wait, who said, who said all that? That seemed like it was when, where they were headed early on when I think when they were trying to get progressive, progressive yeah, when the excited was about wrapped Biden. Up. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's like, we're going to listen to them. I mean, absolutely. No, when they like, were, when they were lying to get what they yeah, wanted. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. part. Okay. I was like, when they're like, yeah, you know, the people who had better ideas than me, like without a shadow of a doubt, don't worry. I'm going to talk to them about on the ideas stuff for sure. We're right. going to need your power, but you keep your ideas. That's what yeah, we're yeah. going to need. No, just need the bodies, not the ideas. Yeah. But now that he is starting to unveil cabinet nominees and other appointments to his administration, uh, and this is stuff I should say up front, I find uh, aggressively boring, but uh, I found it boring when Trump was doing it, too, because um, yeah. I'm not like a politics or government, uh, like a person not a who has... Not a wonk, mm-hmm. but yeah, it seems like they have uh, gone in the very predictable direction of just basically trying to be cent- as centrist as possible. And more than that, just... if. Fully bear hugging the corporate class too, yeah. uh, at, and in most positions, uh, and you know, I think a lot of the talk has been about like the comms office and how it's all women in there for the first time, or Janet Yellen uh, possibly becoming Secretary of Treasury, and, and this, that, and the other. But there's like other appointments too, right? Like who's his, who are his economic advisors? Who's heading up the National Economic Council? And you look at that and you say, oh, this name's floating around, John Deese. And you go, oh, wait, John Deese? Sounds so this Deese. John, he's going to be a, that's a pretty Deese appointment. I mean, to be Biden's main economic advisor, someone who is probably is essentially going to be in charge of greening the economy to get people back to work. That's one of the things that the uh, Biden campaign was saying, you know, like this is how we're going to put build back better, y'all. Um, and the problem is John Deese, although he is an Obama alum and things like that, the man's been at BlackRock for the past couple years. And if you don't know what BlackRock is, they are the world's largest asset manager. They control it's like not the black keys in most deaf. It is no, not the black keys <laughs> no, absolutely not. It's not that wonderful yeah. collab. Uh, this is just a straight up. They control like eight trillion dollars worth of assets, nearly. Uh, and they, you know, that help might be the black keys. That might be the black. <laughs> and, you know, having someone coming from the world's largest largest asset manager, I think most of the time when Trump was making appointees, the media was very quick to point out, who are these people? Look at these swamp creatures. Well, John Deese, I would say, coming from BlackRock, that's a hell of a fucking swamp to emerge from. And I don't want to say that every person who goes into the private sector and comes back the revolving door or whatever is a bad person you know, appointee, but I haven't seen appointments made from like nonprofits or other groups where people are doing like this real hard thinking about how to solve these problems. And just looking at BlackRock's like past, you know, MO on the environment just shows you how, you know, quote unquote serious they are about the issue of like tackling climate change or the Green New Deal. Um, They said before the last World Economic Forum in Davos, 
uh, BlackRock, quote, pledged that their actively managed funds wouldn't invest in companies that do more than 25% of their business in coal. And you're like, oh, shit. Okay, that that sounds good. Like 25% of their business. But here's the deal. Coal is fucking dying. No person who has any kind of mind of, for investment is going to put their money in a dying industry. So, like, it's kind of sure but like that's a nice policy to have but it doesn't seem like that's a real thing that's going to affect your business in the like the name of doing what's right for the earth and also like these passive funds that um hey, 90% you can't of invest their... in Reebok you can't yeah right <laughs> <laughs> 90% of their their business like comes in these forms of these passive funds and those aren't even subjected to these like sustainability screens that they keep talking about so it's a lot of fucking vaporware which again you would expect because the Obama administration did a hell of a job too when they were like, hey, man, all of the above when it comes to this climate change shit uh, and yeah. fuel mix, all of the above. That is such horse shit. All of the above means, look, we've we're basically going to handhold some investors who were over leveraged in dying industries because we're not willing to actually take away these fucked up forms of energy that are polluting our earth. And this guy, John Deese, champion of the all of the above approach for fucking the earth like this is, you know. Our whole idea of trying to curb the climate change is getting rid of fossil fuels. And this guy comes from a company whose entire career, the ethos of companies like BlackRock and sending their you know underlings out to serve in government is to take away the restrictions to investment. You know what I mean? Right. That's like what these people do. They're not here to actually restrict things or prevent things from happening. They would be like, no, we're, here, we're just we're basically capitalist grease to have the shit flying. Like but anything that's who, that slows I mean, down is anathema to them. But that is who we elected. Yeah, no, that's absolutely. The they gave us. That's, yeah, that's I mean, Delaware has always been. It's just a little hideout, is what that yeah, is. Little and baby Cayman Islands. Yeah, and that's where that's where our president elect. That's where that's who he's been representing in the Senate his mm -hmm. whole career. So I mean. I think it was clear that's who Obama, that's why Obama chose him yeah. for vice president. And I think that's why big business was okay with him running yeah. for the Democratic thing. I think that's why, I mean, it's very clear. I think now yeah. we just assume anybody he puts in there is bullshit for the next four years. And we do what the Republicans did for eight years, which is you just push, 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 push to the left. And I'm yeah. not I'm not a crazy leftist, but this is where our system's at. It's so far right. We have to push left for yeah. the next fucking 40 or 50 years. Right. With regards to the environment, we're supposedly, and this is what Biden's like party line on it has been, is that we're in an existential crisis. And... The answer that uh, even that the Democrats have been in favor of is basically uh, we grow the economy while fighting climate change. It's economic growth and uh, battling climate change at the same time. And that has proven not to be enough. And no. like th that's a broad question that like needs to be specifically like, what if we just tax all these fucking trillionaires. Right. And that's the thing and that then they create a new deal. Where it gives everybody jobs to make to save no. our earth. We already did it. We already did it once. We already did it. I live in a community that, that's where I grew up that was created. It's called Homestead. 
in Crossville, Tennessee, in Cumberland County. Roosevelt's wife came there and spoke because it was part of the New Deal. My grand, Two of my grandparents live in homestead houses that were built by that. They're still fucking around. We already did it. Let's do it again. Right. I come from where it happened. Also, all that, this is also why I believe that 9-11 was an inside job because people were like, oh, how do people do stuff because of it? Because I also grew up 20 miles from fucking Oak Ridge, Tennessee that wasn't a town in 1940 and then was in 1941. And then yeah. I knew people that didn't know what the fuck they were doing. So, yeah, I believe that the government could do some fucked up shit, too. That was a that was a town that they like basically built as a military like installation, right? Yep, it's where they like a secret. And shit. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and the other thing that like people being part of the Obama administration, I think there's probably like for I can speak for myself. Uh, there's just a positive glow around Obama because he was contrasted with like somebody who was literally just trying to dismantle. Uh, things openly for uh, anybody who was not a rich business person. So we have this positive glow for Obama, but like the fact that this dude is an Obama administration alum, uh, Rahm Emanuel is somebody who's being like kicked around as like a member. Yeah. Like that's really not a good thing. Like we need to be moving far left from where the Obama administration was on, uh, climate on social justice on uh you know like the we've got to put limits on the power ghouls you can't just be power ghouling around all the time like just in and out of the halls of power like it's just historically we've got to get rid of those type players oh yeah yeah yeah, I mean, but yeah, the, it, so yeah. these are all these are all indications that we're not headed for what people were hoping Biden would be, which is like the new FDR. As well, you, you know, if you watch MSNBC, they're going to be like, well, look at some of the other people. He's like pointing to some of these economic positions like the Janet Yellen's and other people. It's like, no, they're there for like more like equity and like working people and things like that. I'm like, well, I'll believe that shit when I see it, because based on every the momentum or the concentration of favorable results that have occurred on the Democratic side, they don't give a fuck about this stuff. And that's why we were holding our noses being like, well, fuck, we just need to unburden ourselves of the distraction of having Trump and trying to figure out what the fuck to do with this person now. And yeah, to your point, like the Obama administration was all about having as smooth a partnership between the private sector and the public sector as possible. Like that was really like, and even to Billy's point, Yes, having Joe Biden there is clearly an olive branch to the to the private sector being like, yeah, you remember him, the dude who's fucking caping for you all these years. That's my number two. So go through him and we'll figure something out. And I will still say all of the above uh, while continuing to completely destroy the environment because you're sort of beholden to these fossil fuel industries. And now we have President Amtrak girly sniffer. Right. But, President Amtrak, but, but no. I mean, the, for a like, I'm I'm at a point where when <laughs> the stock market reacts really positively to something, I think it's probably not good for the long term health of the country. <laughs> and the, <laughs> no, fact that, no. the fact that clarifying that Biden will be the president has caused the stock market value to go higher than it's ever gone before suggests to me that there is an expectation that all of the corporations who are insulated from day to day American economic conditions uh, feel good and feel like they're going to be able to uphold the status quo. Um, and that's a really bad sign. Yeah. Well, I think we have to realize, too, is we have to I mean, as fucked up as it is, this year has helped 
a lot of people be more engaged and more connected to what the stakes are in terms of how leadership functions in this country. And status quo is fucking death. Status yes. quo is fucking barbaric. It's fucking violent. It's chaos. And it has no fucking place in a world that I think most of us are trying to envision, which is something that feels somewhat more equitable and safer for all, like every single living person that they yeah. have basic rights. And I think, you know, part of this Obama be like, oh man, the Obama thing is as essentially I can go back to the level of engagement I had in politics when Obama was president yeah. because I probably have a salary job and that's fine. And I live in an area where most people also have the same living conditions and we don't talk much about the strife that's out there, but it's there. And for all the talk of like how great the economy is doing, like look at the footage of all the people lining up for food on Thanksgiving, you know, right. and they, we want to still do this rah, rah, Americans, America's number one shit. We're leaving our fucking people behind and to, 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 to start hitting the brakes on the kinds of progress and the ideals that we're going to be fighting for just because Joe Biden is fucking president is a, is an absolute betrayal to the people who need protection and help from, you know, that for us to, to move in solidarity with each other. Uh, yeah. So it's really just, you know, I, I, I really implore the listeners too. like the shit is not we said this even on the election day no matter who wins shit is not done we're not no. done we're not fucking I think, done i think as a show like personally i feel more energized because what we're saying like before a lot of our criticisms of the administration and what was happening in uh politics were at, at least like partially being echoed by what was happening in the mainstream media there's now going to be kind of a complete disconnect between, you know, the the perspective of our show and what we think is actually good for people and the mainstream media like like there would have been during the Obama administration. Like the there is actively an effort by the mainstream media to keep the status quo unless they somehow change unless they react to this waking up of of the populace during the Trump administration and start moving their politics towards the left and you know accepting that there's growth, but it's it, not going to happen because yeah, we, well, it's it'll happen. Seen. It'll happen if if enough people uh, change their buying habits and right. aggressively. That's yeah. what I mean. But if if and then if they change their buying habits and and their activity in a, in such a drastic sharp way because that's who it's the same people that own everything own the food and all the bullshit own the fucking media companies now and they're all unregulated and right. if you don't it's just that's why they poke 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 and give us just enough information like this is why these shows are important and that's right it was also made me laugh when you guys got your first coke ad when you went to iheart it was like, right. like so Coke I was so yeah, I was so curious when that would and you guys I, <laughs> some of y'all were like, I can't believe that happened. I'm like, that was very clear. Those Coke motherfuckers knew exactly yeah. when that when y'all dropped, they were like, put an ad right there. Here's an extra five thousand dollars. Put an ad right there. Oh, you flatter us that were on their radar. <laughs> if you don't think you guys are on their radar, you're silly. That there's I you think don't they, rule the world without having a good ass radar. Right. That's well. Have you seen? I've been to their. I think my thing with Coke is like they used to. They've embraced the villain because I go to Wichita every couple of years, and their headquarters now looks like 
something out of a comic book. Really? It's like the fucking Death Star. Or you can't get near it. It's a black mirrored building. It's it's hilarious. And I know people from there, and they're like, it, it used to be just this mom and pop off. I mean, they had a bazillion dollars, but it was just right. like, you know. And now they're like, they've since done this. And I was like, they've embraced it. It's, it's like yeah. the Borg cube or whatever that ship was in Star Trek that the yes. Borgs were fucking flying around. What the fuck I is couldn't this stop laughing when I was universe. driving around it because I was like, this is, I got to just tip my hat. I ain't mad at them. This is hilarious because they're just you, you like, really yeah, we're bad guys. Shit. What are y'all going to do? And you're like, I don't think we can do anything. That's the origin of us saying fuck the Koch brothers and Koch Industries at the top of the show was that uh, for people who haven't been listening that long, a Koch Industries ad appeared on, not like read by Miles and I, but just like a network wide Koch brothers, Koch Industries ad appeared on our uh, podcast. And so for a year straight, we started the show off saying fuck Koch Industries and fuck the Koch brothers. just, you know, so and then one of them died and then out of respect, we were like, you know what, dude? You know, yeah, I, I just, <laughs> I it's just a lot of people dude. were also like Coke Industries, right? Like Coca Cola, yeah, fuck them. I'm like, um, nah, uh, whatever. kind of, but no, yeah, sure. Not, I mean, they're know, also f- yeah. siphoning all the water out of the earth, so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they union and the they're, corn, they're union busters with uh, some blood on their hands in Latin America, too. Uh, coke bottling plants i mean i think i think that's the thing a lot of when you look at the trade advisors that biden has they all do have blood on their hands from liberal union busting so yeah that might be interesting uh all right let's take a quick break we'll come back and uh catch up with where we are on the dying days of the trump administration and the early days of the jake paul administration And we're back. There's just all sorts of chatter around Trump pardoning himself, his family, uh, <laughs> Sean Hannity on his podcast or his radio show uh, talked about how had, had on Sidney Powell, first of all. So uh, I, you know, thought when the Trump administration threw her under the bus that her days as a, a media sort of uh, expert for Fox News were over, but now she's she back and no, no, uh, no, you can't flush uh, one down the toilet. You have to yeah. smash it and then flush. Yeah. It. Yeah. You got to break it up with chopsticks. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And then flush yeah, it. You got to fuck those things. You got to really kill. <laughs> I feel them like we're things. having some really specific conversations about yeah. our, uh, plumbing Talk about somebody practices. who grew up in a Japanese house and took <laughs> shits that were too big for my little toilet. <laughs> Anyway, Hannity wants Trump to pardon himself. And we did we ever figure out where like there there's no uh constitutional precedent for somebody just saying like I I'm pardoned, I'm on base, you can't tag me, no take backs. Like that's not that's not how presidential pardons work, right? He can't I don't pardon been himself. in this position to put such right. a motherfucker in charge there that he could have to. I, I, it's one of those yeah, where I'd, I think everyone came to the monk on the thing and the monk goes, he just lights a cigarette. You didn't even know he smoked. <laughs> he just goes, right. Huh. Uh, shit. Okay. Uh, just, yeah. I'd, maybe we just go get him now. I don't know. <laughs> 
the yeah because i mean wouldn't he have to pardon himself for something or can you just preemptively be like ali ali oxen free uh i i didn't do anything that you're going to say i did yeah i don't know i mean i think they'll try it because based on the lawsuits these motherfuckers will do anything they, it would be it, amazing though if he was like okay so here are the 10 things i did and this is what i'm pardoning myself for hi yeah he he goes to a police station to turn himself in i would like to confess to some crimes because i need to get charged while he's in office that's kind of <laughs> the deal here is can't I'm, the clock is rapidly ticking for somebody who is an actual enemy of uh whatever this system of governance is as fucked up as it is it's just like <laughs> sure um, but that's just federal. Like he can't pardon himself from all the state no, shit he's no. done. Right, right. That's why it's like, go ahead. <laughs> like you know that everybody's been sharpening their knives since right. the day. I mean, I think all of the prosecutors know how the presidential pardons work, but it was very clear once they saw the obstruction happening at DOJ that those U.S. attorneys were like going to the people in the at the state level and being like, "Y'all, they it ain't gonna happen over here." So. Right. We can, you know, you might need to also get your your car warmed up uh, mm. because this is it's something might have to happen on that side. And if you need help, we know some people that, right. that mm. kind of call or just like, <laughs> hey, we can't do it, but you can. And according to sources, and then Rudy just some files show up to that person's door. Right. Or you're like, hey, yeah, yeah. how did you? <laughs> That's yeah, another, that's from us. That's from us. Another <laughs> right. thing we I need to get out of the habit of personally is like thinking of the FBI as good guys because <laughs> they were in this uh, specific instance. Like, man, fighting. we were rooting for we were rooting for the fucking NSA and CIA yeah, NSA, <laughs> shit, the CIA, last FBI, and <laughs> you're like, nah, uh, fuck that. To get out of that, I am reading Family Secrets and the Jakarta Method. I highly recommend both about the history of CIA fuckery. And by fuckery, I mean, by fuckery, I mean like straight up just murdering of innocent people. Oh, yeah. Like fucking just blowing up planes and shit. They're yeah. like, no, that politician was getting a little too popular in that country where we have investment interests. You're or is it? That's mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. how they get you. Mm -hmm. you uh, but Rudy Giuliani mm -hmm. has also been discussing the idea of a preemptive pardon. But like, again, they're not saying what it would be for. So he's just he's just going to pardon him for the thing that he did and we're, that's how we're going to find out what it's they actually his, did. Well, it's probably like his Ukraine shit lobbying right. on behalf of another country, all kinds of you name it. I think Giuliani at this point is just like a bad publicist more than a lawyer cuz he just says Oh, for sure. Just like things where it's like like a like a publicist was like, "Hey, he's also an actor. He does acting." You're right. like, it's just like, oh, he could blah, blah, blah. And you're like, this is, you're just saying stuff that you, and then he repeats it like a drunk where it's just like right. all night. We're just right. like, not like a drunk over. because he's drunk. No, yeah. I was just, yeah, I was just giving him an allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, <laughs> got it. The, the one interesting thing is that like, in like Rudy and Trump have found their perfect like equals. Like they're both as, t have the same tether to reality as the other one. So they just feed off of each other in like the worst collaboration you've fucking ever seen in your life that gets nothing done because all of their shit is just like, man, like, can you imagine? Like, what if we got Joe Biden out and like, yeah, man, why don't you go and fucking do some fucking Ukrainian uh, muckraking or some shit? It's like it and, and nothing ends up actually substantive because every, they're I don't know, like they're just so governed by. 
what the optics are of what they do and not what the actual substance is or how they could even execute a plan that they would conceive. The it does, you're, uh, I think you're exactly, it feels like high school kids, like right. the hierarchy of high school where it's like they've went through every other click and been kicked out of every other click. And everybody's just like, I just can't put up with that guy. And then the other people are like, I can't <laughs> put up with this. And then they end up. can't anymore, man. And you're like, perfect, of and course. Then, and then you're driving through town and you see those two hanging together and everybody's like, of course they're friends. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, they're jousting on dirt bikes and with pitchforks. I don't know how this ends well, but that's yes. them. You know, that's their thing. Even without the you know, even the conservative side of the mainstream media uh, buying any, literally anything they're talking about, uh, Sidney Powell is still like, well, uh, none of this is going to be necessary for him to uh, pardon himself because we, uh, we're going to win. We and have he's released win the Kraken. A second. Uh, yeah, and then the Kraken <laughs> stuff is really spinning out of control with there was a, allegedly a CIA shootout in Germany to retrieve... Uh, servers that prove that there was cheating in the election and they will be released imminently. It's just really like a lot of uh, constant cult leader who predicts that the end of the world is tomorrow, like stuff going on yeah. where it doesn't end and they just manage to keep the ball spinning. Kicking the can. Um, I just want to see after he says some stuff like that, a like a just a jump clip to t actual Tom Clancy just looking at the camera, just shaking his head like, no. Yeah. It's not this how not this how works. Write this. Yeah. this is not yes. how this works, you guys. Well, speaking of uh, things just spinning out of control, the guy went on 60 Minutes over the weekend, Chris Krebs, a former head of cybersecurity and infrastructure agency, CISA, uh, and a lifelong Republican, you know, went on and was just like, <laughs> said what we all know to be true. Right. That like there wasn't that this was a pretty above the board election and uh they everything Trump is saying is made up and just based on his ego and his inability to, uh inability to uh accept his loss. Take the and, L. Yeah. Take, I, take it an is L the, so to speak. And it had the tone of somebody being like, Listen, I, I wish there was some shit going on because my job <laughs> yeah, would have been more fun. I wish right. I would just, that's what I'm trained yeah. to do. You know, I, I don't want to say I want to get in a fight, but I've been trained to fight and I like to fight. Yeah. yeah. This shit was pretty boring. So, yeah. But anyways, yeah. uh, Joe DeGeneva, who, who is that? Miles? He's one of the spearheads, man, of Trump's scam legal team. Like, you know, he was there for, <laughs> been there for everything. He's like one of the people who followed the same mold of I'll scream, just nonsense on Fox Sydney full Powell. voice. And then yeah. I'll eventually be working with the president. It's right. like easier than like going from upright citizens brigade to like a, like fucking, you know, workplace mockumentary show. <laughs> like the, the, the way there you're like, Oh right. You do that for a little bit. And then next thing you know, you're there. Um, but yeah, he was on Newsmax talking about Chris Krebs and said, quote, anybody who thinks that this election went well, like that idiot Krebs who used to be the head of cybersecurity, that guy is a class A moron. He should be drawn and quartered, taken out at dawn and shot. So the host of the show was like, oh, come on, Joe, and then just kind of pivoted to something else. Newsmax <laughs> was like, that's a little much. Okay. <laughs> we and like to take the news to the max, but you have stepped beyond it. Yeah, in, in a satirical way, but I guess our viewers don't realize this is satire yet. Um, but the 
whole thing was yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now you this- take, yeah. There's one producer at Newsmax. I'm like, oh shit. I guess there is a line. I guess there is. Right. right. Yeah. I guess huh. that guy crossed it. Oh. I guess we got one. Damn. Okay. All right. Well, because yeah, we on all of our FEC or FCC filing, we're telling people this isn't a news channel, but whatever. <laughs> um, the whole thing with this group though is like once this clip, this clip came out, I was like, oh my god, this dude is calling for an execution of someone, someone from the president's fucking legal team. Um, and when they people asked Krebs for comment. He clapped back, sort of legally speaking. He said, quote, the way I look at it is we are a nation of laws and I plan to take it, take advantage of those laws. I've got an exceptional team of lawyers that win in court, and I think they're probably going to be busy and just was like, just as smooth, cool as you like, said it like that. And then Savannah Guthrie, he was on like, and what is that? The Today Show. She followed up and she's like, are you concerned for your safety at all? Because, you know, this is following a pattern of people who have been protecting our elections, getting death threats and shit like that. He responded, quote, I'm not going to give them the benefit of knowing how I'm reacting to this. They can know that there are things coming, though. Mm. So I don't know. Like, that's just some weird, like, lawyer <laughs> threat shit. Yeah, but it's, lawyered up shit. It's, it's freaky. Yeah. But yeah, he's basically saying, like, I'm lawyered the fuck up, Joe, De- Joe DeGeneva, and I'm not going to take your TV threats lightly. So... I mean, we'll see what happens. Maybe Joe DeGeneva will get a pardon. Who knows? Mm. Uh, well, <laughs> other people who are probably uh, quaking in their boots right now, uh, Conor McGregor. Yeah. Um, yeah, because- uh, Famed loser. In other important news, uh, Jake Paul is feeling himself after knocking Nate Robinson out yeah. and is apparently in talks to, quote, fuck Conor McGregor up. <laughs> yeah. I honestly- Nope. Um, nope. Let me just, I'm just going to play a clip. He was, he gave an interview to TMZ Sports uh, where he's like, yeah, you know, he first, he was very, actually very respectful of Nate Robinson. He's like, yeah, you know, we were fighting. He got knocked out. I don't think that's any reason for people to make fun of him or whatever. Like I respect him as a competitor, like, and I'm grateful for the fight, blah, blah, blah. He didn't like, you know, dunk on him or anything like that. And then they pivoted to this idea of the Conor McGregor fight. And he was very like, coy. he's like, yeah, you know, my, we're, we're talking, Our, uh, my manager's talking to his manager right now and we're seeing what's happening. But then he starts like, he gets a little momentum as it were, mm. uh, on the feeling myself express. And he's just kind of like, but yeah, like I'm, I'm for real though. I'm the real deal though. Like, don't think this is some publicity shit. So the Jake Paul versus Conor McGregor fight is, is going to happen. And uh, it's just a matter of when. And uh, <laughs> it's going to be legendary. And I'm going to win, too. Like, that's 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 what I really want people to understand. Is I, and I told my friends this. I was like, guys, this is going to happen. But not only that, like, I'm going to dedicate my life to, to winning that fight. Because I'm not just going in there just to fucking say I did it. I'm, I'm going in there to fucking fuck Conor McGregor up. <gasps> I mean, here's the thing. I love it. Not to defend. I love the confidence. Not to defend. Yeah. Well, you got to have that confidence. You, without a doubt, if yeah, you were even no way. considering stepping in the ring with that dude, you have to believe. You can fold his ass up like a church folding table. You just have to be like, I, and you're goddamn right. You better dedicate your life to fighting him. Yeah. Because that's what he's already done with his life. He wasn't YouTubing it. He wasn't, no. He wasn't, though, that motherfucker is Irish and he was fighting before it was profitable for him just because that's what they do. Right. 
What do you think on YouTube? Does YouTube vlogger does have parallel skills with fighting Conor McGregor? I mean, obviously, he yes. seems to he's think a, it does. He's a wrestler, but I mean, I, I, that's what I said. I love the confidence because on its face to hear Jake Paul being like, yo, I'm going in there to fuck Conor McGregor up is hilarious to me. But and yes, that, there's no way you can have any just as a competitor. There's no way you could go into any competition and be like, I don't know how I'm going to do if you don't back yourself 100 percent, you're not going to do well. But all that to say is I love hearing someone like Jake Paul saying this shit because I I don't I can't imagine how this will end up. And I'm not ready for my 2020 bingo card to have a new square that says Jake Paul is the new Jake Lamana or like the fucking pugilism goat of all time suddenly. So I don't know. I don't know. I would pay money to watch that fight just to watch this dude get folded up. Um, one thing he said in that interview he said, no other fighter with this big of a platform is calling out McGregor. My dogs have more followers than the guy he's fighting in January. So he believes that His followers dogs, translate. Lil Moo and Thor. Right. Well, I but think he, what he, he believes understood. that followers somehow and social media clout translate to uh, him being a better fighter. He's still uh, thinking like a YouTuber. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Let's, let's no, trade our audience. Think- no, no, no. He is thinking like Don King. Right. So he's not wrong. Well, it's just course, weird that the fighter yeah. it's weird that the fighter is the one running is also running the promotion. That's well, what we're that's what's throwing all of us off on this one. He, and also he's in it for the money. He'll McGregor'll fight somebody what whoever he's supposed to fight and then McGregor'll quit for a while and Jake Paul will run his fucking mouth for a couple of years and get in and getting my ass whooped and be mm-hmm. in okay shape because that's what he's going to have to get in. Like, right. if they fought tomorrow, he would kill him. Yeah. Because did you hear Tyson, did you hear them talk about Roy jo- Jones Jr. who was like, like, Tyson was fucking with him. Yeah. I didn't see that. I didn't see the fight, but I heard about that, yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, Tyson still, at whatever years old, is a murderer killing machine quite literally probably like jones jr popped him in the forehead good and instead of going back tyson took a step forward (laughs) (laughs) and you can see it in roy and like jones jr's like still breathing hard after the fight because he's taking body shots and he said he's like i thought i was strong enough to take he's like but this is that dude's a fucking animal and that's he smoked weed before the fight Yes, Mike and, Tyson was like, "I don't know." And Mike Tyson's just standing there, and, yeah. and Roy Jones is like, huh, huh, huh. and Tyson's like, "Yo, I mean, <laughs> what do we do? I mean, do you I mean, I can hit steak? you. you want me to? Yeah, you wanna- <laughs> we've spent a lot of time on this show talking about like Jordan, peak Jordan, what a great athlete Jordan was, like how next level. The most exciting athlete I've ever watched in my life was peak Mike Tyson. When I was like seven, eight years old, we would like go to my dad's friend's house and like get the fight. And when that motherfucker was walking into the ring against like Spinks, like that shit was so exciting, man. And just like unbelievably skilled uh, next level. Just watching him box in slow motion is incredible. Maybe Jake he's, Paul should fight Mike Tyson if he's no, really he should himself. not. He would die. He, it's <laughs> right. like when but when Butterbean punched Johnny Knoxville, right? Oh God! Yeah. But that's what I'm saying about Jake Paul fighting Conor McGregor. It's like he would have to get in 
take a punch yeah, and a you're, kick shape. Just take he's, it. Yeah. He's yeah. been fighting, fighting amateurs. Well, it's, yeah. it would be boxing because, like, there's no. I mean, I don't know what that would look like if it was that full on octagon fight. But the I would like to watch that. I would like to. Watch I that. I would love to watch that. I always love to see uh, <laughs> assholes who I don't like actually get served a full on ass whooping. One hundred percent, my favorite genre of entertainment. But with this, it's like, yeah, he's he. You also take your feelings of uh, momentum with a, with about a whole thing of Morton salt. Because again, sir, you fought KSI, who's another YouTuber, and you won. You fought fucking Nate Robinson. The the height difference is just stupid. Who's not a professional fighter, and don't think that that's going to translate suddenly to a prof- fighting a professional fighter. But again, I love the confidence. Uh, and please, you know, the karma gods do what you got to do. Keep it coming, please. Keep it coming. Uh, all right, uh, Billy Wayne, it's been a pleasure having you as always. Where can uh, people find you and follow you? Just Google Billy Wayne Davis, and I'm at whatever social thing you want to follow me at. And also, I have a very, very wonderful cannabis podcast that I'm proud of called Grown Local. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's on all the things. Uh, what we do is we go around interviewing the growers, so we're trying to. We're trying to get rid of the stigma of of cannabis by showing you the people that bring it to you and mm-hmm. that they're just farmers and normal people who've been fighting a really cool fight for a long time. So Yeah, yeah. Um, is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Oh man, I got a couple of tweets here. Uh Dan Wickles Wicks, Dan Wicks, who I don't really know who that is, but I saw it retweeted. Malcolm Gladwell was on the Epstein flight log. He believes women hit their peak at 10,000 hours. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, man. Yikes. And then the other one I liked was uh, Blair Saatchi, Zeitgeist favorite. Yeah, yeah. Love to start my day with a plant-based smoothie and follow it up with a quick package of salami. And uh, as a former athlete, I very much relate to that. I believe she does that. <laughs> she is a really, she's a, was like a D1 college volleyball player. Yeah, she plays it down, but she played at UCLA, which is like a one of the best one programs of the best. In, the, yeah. in the country too. She, yeah. She basically played football for Alabama. She's yeah, like, she did. <laughs> she's she, just like a great <laughs> athlete. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? Twitter, Instagram, Miles of Gray, 420 Day Fiance. If you want to hear, you know, that reality shit talking. Uh tweet I like comes from Jabari Ali Davis at Jabari Davis NBA. Uh, for the Dexter fans out there, this one really resonated with me. Dexter ended after season four with Rita in the tub. The rest was just a fever dream we all experienced. Never happened. And I've never felt this more because it really I you after that season you're like how could it go higher and it didn't it didn't it, didn't. it, it didn't. went Good straight point. down the fucking drain it was like yeah. awful I mean my uncle worked on that show and I was even like yeah what the fuck was that bro like the, well, the season the series finale I mean look he's not you know he wasn't the fucking writer or whatever yeah, but yeah. Yeah, he was, was doing like, his job. I'm like I know you guys are probably like fucking mad at this right because that John Lithgow season was fucking amazing Anyway, so yes, all that to say, Dexter, I believe, is coming back, and I don't know how I'm feeling about it. But no, oh, it you're is? right. That tweet is so right. I didn't know yeah. I felt this strongly about it, but that's I love that show. And mm, mm-hmm, they rent, yeah, mm-hmm. after after season four, you're like, what? 
especially the one with Edward James. Almost, I'm like, this 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 dude was a fucking ghost the whole. Oh my god, you just wasted the whole season on a. Whole... <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, so and I I don't give a fuck. Spoilers for Dexter after the well, I <laughs> warning. Think that was one of the first shows that we started realizing that people could be like, I I think you just do three seasons. That's the story can right, go right, any right, further. Right, right. Thank no God. Need. Because it used to be like, we're going to keep this going until the, the dump truck full of money leaves. Right. And then fuck it. Like, if we've completely vaporized upon re-entry because the work is so bad, fuck it. We got a, got a truck full of money. I got that money truck, so I'm going to go. I don't have to do stuff anymore. <laughs> That's such a weird show for them to be bringing back as, like, a show that is famous for having, like, the worst ending of all time. Like, right uh, for a good show. They're like, you know what? more whatever yeah <laughs> more of this well that's the american way yeah. right there you know it'd be exactly. better more more <laughs> of the bad thing yeah yeah, yeah i just will make more. us money marginally uh-huh. that's all have, i needed to hear have we done more yet <laughs> uh some tweets i've been enjoying morgan parker tweeted it's gonna be so embarrassing when i still want to cancel plans and stay home and i feel that uh jess dweck tweeted that picture of Stephen Miller and his new baby holding his new baby and said weird that Stephen Miller waited until today to post a photo of his Thanksgiving meal. Uh, (laughs) And then Meredith uh, at Dietz Meredith tweeted, no, they're not symptoms of depression. They're blues clues. Um, (laughs) I like that. Yeah, it's just a cute way to think oh, about man. our symptoms of depression. Bluey. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, yeah. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on Miles. What are we riding into this fine afternoon upon? So this is just a nice vibey track uh, from Hump Day called Patiently uh, by Splash Brothers, Topaz Jones, Highly Supreme. It's got just a ton of different MCs on here. The production's really great, and it's got just laid-back vibes. You know, I'm not, I'm not just after talking about that intense reality show, sometimes you just kind of want a little bit of, you know, some headphone head nod beats so this Mm. is that for y'all all Uh, right we're gonna ride out on that the daily zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that is gonna do it for this morning we'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending and we'll talk to y'all then bye bye you don't get to talk